This is Sean. This is Kevin. And this is the one other thing. And uh, you know, I'm I'm truly excited about today's show because this is the one where we're going through the top ten games for you personally. You know that it meant something to you. Um, we're doing that. We each made a list, and we're also doing the top ten games if you were like trapped on a desert island. You can only play ten games the rest of your life. And we have high-speed internet and... Uh, yeah, and full electric, and electricity, you know, shelter, yes. AC. Yeah. Yes. We got all the Whole perks, yeah, yeah. Yes. and all the Gatorade you can drink. Um, but before we get into any of those... You know what's coming, don't you folks? How? I'm going to throw it out there. Kevin, how? How, how? do they contact us? Oh, easy. You can start with emailing us at toot at tootcast.net. You can hit us up on our website at tootcast.net. You can uh, hit our, we have a Facebook page, Tootcast. You can go to our Twitter account and uh, yell at us there too, at Tootcast. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, sir, as always, for, you know, maintaining all that, all the efforts there. And uh, again, folks, we love all the support, love hearing from all of you. So uh, please don't hesitate. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about really any of it. Yes. So, uh, without further ado, though, let's start with the uh, top ten games, you know, that, that meant something to you personally. And uh, we're going to do these in reverse order, trying to kind of make yes. it a climactic thing. Dun, so, dun, dun. Uh, you know, that being said, Kevin, you want to go first or you want me oh, to? Um, I don't care. Well, I guess I can go first. You know what? Actually, yes. before we do oh, that, yes. let's, let's throw a few disclaimers out there. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to throw a few disclaimers out there. And, and I think you feel the same way. But uh, my list is wrong, and I largely hate it. And I yes. mean that for both lists. I have no idea what I've forgotten. Yes. But I'm certain that somebody, you know, will either bring something up and say, what about this? And I'm going to be like, my God, they're right. Yeah. Um, likewise, this list is good for about, in fact, by the time this post, this list will be outdated. So I'm throwing out the, the right to, re, you what? Know, reserving yes. the right to change it. <laughs> yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 isn't out yet, which could totally change my list. Precisely. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so this, as of now, this is my list of 10 personal games that really meant something to me over my lifetime. And this is any system, yep. you know, any console, any, you know, glorious PC, anything. Anything you, yeah, anything you had. So uh, that's great. So uh, all right then, without further ado, Kevin, and what's your number 10? Number 10 uh, personal games. Um, I had to go put in my Wayback hat. Um, I did not grow up with consoles for the majority of my childhood. My older brother had a Sega. So I didn't really get any of those games. I played a couple of Nintendo games, didn't really get into those. I had a Commodore 64. That's awesome. And this is the era, and I argue with anybody, there was a period of time for like five years that the IBM compatible PC couldn't even touch the Commodore 64. It wasn't until they started putting upgrades into the PC before it got, you know, it didn't even have a sound card when the IBM compatible PC yeah, came out. I remember. And the, you had so many voices and audio in the Commodore 64, there was no touching it. It was ten times better games. And even, they, even when PC did get there, it was kind of pain in the ass. It was, it, 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 but it because you could upgrade an IBM PC, Commodore 64 couldn't keep up, unfortunately. Um, what was the palette on Commodore 64? I can't remember because it's it, 256 colors. Nice. Okay. And it, the voices were also simultaneous voice. I forget how many it was. It was like 16 or 20. It was a lot of voices wow. that could do it once. It, it had a great audio SID chip. I, I know somebody's going to really know Commodore 64s and. Sam wrong with these things, but I know that it had like really good, you know, people actually use this for music, you know, to make music back then too. Yeah. So it just, and the IBM computer still had PC speaker then at, at this well, time. Well, I remember PC speaker. I remember EV, uh, e uh, before EV VGA, yeah. there was a CGA. CGA. And, uh, yeah. which was, 
was awful. Yeah, I mean, a couple colors. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it, yeah, it was like, I want to say it was six colors. Yeah, and, and mostly pink. Um, <laughs> yeah, it from was what brutal, I remember. Yeah, but, you know, nonetheless, we all cheered at CGA because it was monochrome before that, so or text. So hooray for CGA. But then, you know, it wasn't until VGA that we're like, oh, there's other colors. Yes. And at the time, when Commodore, so there was games released on the PC at the same time as Commodore 64, but trust me, you, you, there's no point in playing the PC versions. Commodore 64, hands down the best. I have a Commodore 64, I haven't plugged into the back room emulator that, uh, you know, legal. It's an emulator yeah. that Charlie's got me for Christmas. I've yet to play it, and I need to play it because it, unfortunately, um, it's not a real keyboard which takes away some of the charm. Okay. They have since realized that people want the real... So there is actually another one I want now Okay. that is actually the real old keyboard. So it's one of those uh, built-in systems where uh, like they're doing it with everything nowadays, the Nintendo, the Sega, where it's you know, like, here's a little box. It's probably a Raspberry Pi running thing, to be honest yeah. with you. Here's a little box, and uh, you know it's got yeah. 50 games built into it or what yeah. have you. And this one, you can actually load more games into it. So the built-in emulator is pretty good. Uh, I, I got to try at some point because it does have a lot of good games on it, but you can add more. I, I didn't have a 64, but I played people. Uh, people I knew had a 64, so I started played games on it. It was awesome. So it's, so it's I'm dying. yeah. So, so it's, it's still it's still in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most games released for a system. Yeah. So it was so so I will give you kind of like a, a little hint. I have a lot of Commodore 64 games that meant a lot to me growing up. Okay. So this is number 10. Number 10, I really enjoyed the Gold Box. SSI games. Without a doubt. But they weren't my favorite SSI game. There was another RPG that came out. Buck? Buck Rogers Countdown to Doomsday. Oh. That. Have Blue Box. actually played the yes. Blue, that game? Yeah, I beat it. Oh, when I was a kid, fantastic. I beat that game. I, that's my favorite. So, yes, it beats out the Gold Box games in my heart because I'm more yeah. of a sci-fi guy. I agree with that myself, actually. But, the, and in fact, all the screenshots that you see here that nobody can see out there, these are the Commodore 64 version, the exact Commodore 64 version of the game. In fact, well, that box is Amiga, but the, it's the same yeah. box for the Commodore 64. But yeah, that's what it looked like. Basically, it's Gold Box games, it's but Gold with box laser. With, uh, yeah, I entirely have played yeah. this game. I have not oh, beaten it. The, uh, I love this it. This one was kind of tough because you had to do something right in the beginning because there was a timer. I can barely remember yeah. it. Or you'd you die. had to get off a ship uh, in yeah. the beginning, yeah. I remember and it very I, well. I struggled with that, but... Uh, it's Goldbox Engine, yep. and uh, to your point, it's sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's my kind of hooray. game. Hooray! You do know the, and I don't know if you ever played it. There's a sequel. I've heard of the sequel, Matrix, but I never played it. Matrix Cube, it's called. Yeah. Why do I know this? Yeah, I never played it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, and you're you're of the same age. Yeah. Buck Rogers. I mean, yeah. I love myself Buck Rogers. Yeah, I love Buck Rogers. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I still remember the intro of the first season of Buck Rogers where they like zoom in and you can see the earth as it's aging with the circles. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. God, I love Buck Rogers. So uh, what was it? Uh, I mean, the sci-fi aspect, obviously, but what was it about this game that you loved? This was the first game where I spent 50, 60 hours playing. Nice. Yeah, up until then, it was all the Pac-Man style, the quick games really nothing to them no point mostly high scores and then i put this game and i'm like oh this is gonna take a while yeah. and i played it all the way through and i'm like i loved every second of it every I, second of it i fully agree with you because gold box or buck rogers same engine <clears throat> you've got the same rudimentary graphics that were so awesome though yeah and two moves standing still and casting or shooting. Yeah, you know, pretty, that's pretty much. much exactly. Yeah. And that's all you needed. And But you could customize pretty much every part of it. Yeah. It was, to me, that blew my mind at the time. But um, to your point, you invest so much in 
first creating your guys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you take a good half an hour to an hour just. At least me, just creating my team. Yeah, because it's an RPG. You had to create and get stats and all that stuff. Yeah, it for this. took, took yeah. a while, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, again, customizing what their, their animation looks like. Yeah. But by the time you get far in the game, you are you are invested in these pixels. Yeah. You know, like, they're your people. I know. I, I just, yeah. So, this, yeah, so I played this before all the Bars Tales and all those other games. So, this game was the first real game I played. That was a real game that had a story. Uh, you can get into the characters and play all the way through. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I find it just, hysterical that that's what you picked for number 10. That's what got me into the games, yeah. My number game. 10 is very different than yours. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. But yet, it's for the same reasons in a lot of ways. Uh, I did not own a 64, but I owned it. Well, I owned a Nintendo 64. But yes. uh, not a Commodore 64. Yeah, this but, is 64-bit uh, versus 64 megs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I did own a Nintendo, for 64K, though, sorry. And I did save up for that Nintendo. And I, you know, it was just, that was a real achievement for me, getting my Nintendo. And uh, played a game on that, or got a game on that called Dragon Warrior, which was my first real foray into what I'd call an RPG grinder. Yeah. Where you just go and you fight the same monster 50 times and then you get a level and now all of a sudden you have some new skill or ability and you can go to some place you couldn't before because everything yeah. is just kicking your ass. Um, it's Honestly, it's near and dear to my heart now. Uh, when I got the Switch, one of the first things I did was buy Dragon Quest, which is just a remake of Dragon Warrior. It literally plays the same way. Um, and, of course, I beat that, yeah, entirely. Um, in fact, I'm... I love that game so much. I actually have a save game file, and I don't know why I even did this, but all I did was I started the game, and I said, what would it be like if I just maxed out my level but didn't actually do anything? And it, it only goes to level 30 because it was very early game. You know, the graphics are atrocious. Um, like, you literally can't even walk upstairs. You have to go stand over the stairs and then choose stairs from a dialogue box. Um, things like that. Um, so, yeah, so right now I have a save file on my Switch of a level 30 guy who literally hasn't done anything. <laughs> so he's fully max level, but he hasn't done a single quest. So it's just completely overpowered, <laughs> all from just grinding. Um, but that was, you know, my first foray into what you were talking about, a game where you are committing a large amount of time to it, and you feel like you've accomplished something. Yes. Um, even though, you know, basically you've been sitting on your ass for the last eight hours. But nonetheless, yes. you know, you, you have this emotional commitment. So, you know, it's... And again, when you beat Dragon Warrior, you're just like, yes, I, I accomplished something. Oh, look at my people. They're so happy with me. So, um, it's funny. Different systems. Yeah. Almost the same motives, though. Yes. Uh, that's fascinating, actually. It is. It yeah. is. So, uh, all right. Well, now, number nine. I'm, I'm loving this. Number nine. All I'm right. I'm really loving this. Number nine is... And I've, I'll know as soon as I see it. It is Maniac Mansion. Good choice. Uh, Commodore 64 version as well, because there was an Amiga version, which was better, but... And there's also a PC version, but this was... you, you should, Someday you should get a YouTube video of the PC version versus the Commodore 64. And this was PC speaker only. Okay. And EGA. <laughs> Yeah. On the PC. EGA was brutal, yeah. It was brutal. The Maniac Mansion for the... I, I played it too, by the way. On, you... on the computer. Oh. And uh, it, the EGA version. Oh, yeah, it's tough. And yeah. and these, you can play in the Scum Engine now. Yeah. Um, I, I own games. the games. Great games. Really enjoyed the Maniac Mansion. Really enjoy it. I like the fact that, you know, you can use 
every pair of kids can complete the game. Mm-hmm. And I remember exactly that I played Bernard, and I forget the other kid, the photographer. It's been a while for me. Yeah, I forget the kid, I do the, the photographer's Bernard, name. <laughs> Bernard with the glasses. So I know exactly to this day, you know, this is pre-guides, you know, no prima guides. You had to figure out how to beat the game. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole, you know, crash land of meteorite that had a personality and the tentacles and... It just like it just it was just a fun game, and this is this is the first game that introduced me to Lucas Arts. Yep, of course. Uh, and I really enjoy that play style. I presume you played Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle, yeah, yeah which ended up being a cartoon, a real cartoon, that they, a spinoff. Oh really? Yeah, Day of the Tentacle became a cartoon. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so uh, yeah, great games though. Oh yeah, I love all, I celebrate all of Lucas Arts. I have to I have to admit that I do as well. I salute them. So I remember this game. You load the game in the, in there, and it would load for Commodore 64. Was you know was a five and a quarter inch diskette. You put it in there. You waited 10, 15 minutes. Nice. Then it would tell you to put this, flip it over, nice. and yeah. then the game would start. You know, and I still think this is superior to the Amiga version, even though the Amiga version has slightly better graphics. The intro was better than the Commodore 64. Because the intro in the Commodore 64 was a scrawl, uh, left to right to scrawl, that said Maniac Mansion across, awesome music too. Okay. And then a chainsaw with like blood at the end of it. And then in the Amiga version, instead of that, it was just like this Maniac Mansion title just appeared on the screen with some purple blood in the chainsaw, just sat there, nothing. Okay. I'm like... It so was, it was edited in some way. Yeah, it was way less interesting. Yeah, it even sounds though, like Even though it was slightly better graphics, it was way less interesting. So I celebrate, and I have played this. Since then, and I, this is on the uh, uh, Commodore 64 official emulator. Haven't they done a remake of the OG one though, like a uh, just better enhanced graphics kind of, or was it a whole different game? Okay. Uh, no, they did a enhanced version of this game. That's what I thought. Um, they also enhanced the Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. I know of them. I never played them. That one is a little crazy. I think this is. I like the sense of humor better in this one than Zach McCracken. Zach okay. McCracken actually watched a long play of it like two months ago. Okay. Uh, because it's a, it's a weird like you go to Mars and way sci-fi, but this one's a little smaller and more intimate. And I just I don't know. I like the way. I still remember to get the key from the chandelier. You gotta put uh you know turn the radio at a certain frequency though it shatters the chandelier it crashes you grab the key i just remember all that stuff I just, oh yeah i played this so much spoiler alert yeah I yeah just, spoiler I... alert from what it was this 1989 or 88 i forget when this came out <laughs> i said it just yeah. it's just because yeah, i knew spoiler. it set you off <laughs> uh, i but i can't recommend maniac mansion enough it was just it was quirky humor he had a hamster. The one guy had a hamster uh, in his bedroom that you got mad if you put in the microwave, which you can do. It's just an odd game. I, I remember it being enjoyable though. Yeah. I didn't. I did. I did beat it as well, and I did enjoy the game. Um, and it, I do want to say I beat it a few times because I think, to your point, you want to try it with different characters. different characters because there's different ways of winning the game and the, different endings. And yeah, you can you can put the meteorite in the car in the trunk of a car and Edsel and it shoot up on the space, or you can make the uh, meteorite police show up and take the meteor away. It was yeah. just like there's so many different. It was just a blast. Oh, without funny. a doubt, yeah, it, 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 it did have good comedy in it. I did enjoy it. So yes, yeah, so this is near and dear um, to me. is one of my personal favorite games. It's always it's probably my favorite Lucas Arts game of my life. You know, it's funny because I grew up with the text adventures. I played yeah. the Zorks and the others. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, I was mostly Sierra games. I had a lot of Sierra games. I do like those. were fucking unforgiving. They were hard. That's the thing. just mean. Yeah. Um, but, Sierra Online. <laughs> you know, despite the fact that I, I was playing those, um, the Nintendo was just a, a, a different thing for me at the time. Yeah. You know? It was just unbelievable. And uh, that, that, number nine. Number nine. 
is a Nintendo once again, and yeah. that would be the OG Zelda, the yeah. first, first action RPG. Um, first time I was really playing a game that had, I mean, Dragon Warrior had puzzles, but frankly, they're just super easy to figure out. Um, Zelda had mystery to it. It had puzzles mm -hmm. that, I'll say, they weren't necessarily readily, um, they just weren't blatantly obvious. You had to do a little bit of thinking. I mean, I'm not saying they're hard by any standard, but it was really something I hadn't come across before. Yeah, I saw the playthroughs, and I'm like, how'd you figure that out? I'm yeah. thinking to myself when I'm watching this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, playing the flute in the right screen to get rid of the water in the lay. Like, just, you, you just, that's the thing. At that point, you know, I think I said in an earlier episode, there's not a pixel of that freaking game I've not bombed. But um, you just tried shit. Yeah. And then sooner or later, something worked, and that was the magic of it. Yeah. When it did, you're just like, oh, oh, you yeah. know, and that, that, feeling a mystery and like oh i just discovered something it was great um and you know once again it's it's link it's nintendo it's got this adorable factor to it even though you you die and you rage quit some games you know i don't think i've ever rage quit zelda but uh it will hand you your ass yeah. but at the same token it, everything's kind of adorable you know so the scary monsters aren't at all scary um but to this day uh, you know, again, mentioned it in a previous episode. Great game. Um, if you haven't actually played that, I seriously recommend it. It's yeah. I think you play on the Switch now. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about when it's from and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, Zelda for sure, great game. Absolutely loved it. And uh, again, if you play through it and you beat it, play through it again because it's just a different experience. It really yeah. is. If I had a Nintendo, yes, that would have been one of the games I'd play. That's yeah. definitely my speed. Yep. So that again, it just for me, it was, it was great. And I actually remember. Uh, can I say my father's a douche? I just did. I should. Yeah. Um, well, can I say that about mine? <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? But uh, I can say that on my show. Yeah. Or, or on no, show. that's um, no, that can't be because douches are useful. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, he, for whatever reason, my father played the Zelda game, and he would said uh, to me something to the effect of, you know, encouraging loving words of. You know, oh, this requires you to solve puzzles and think, so I'm definitely going to beat it before you. And that was it. It was just, like, game on. <laughs> yes. Like, dude, I'm I'm a kid. I don't work for a living. Like, this is yeah. what I do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I crushed it weeks before he figured out even how to get to stuff. He ended up asking me stuff. And, yeah. uh, of course, me being a little prick, I wouldn't tell him right away yeah. because I'm like that. Uh, are you sure you wouldn't tell him, or were you telling him in the wrong room to bomb every corner? I should have. <laughs> no, I just wouldn't tell him for a little while because... <laughs> Because of that pep talk, but uh, yeah, it was game on. <laughs> game on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> so, uh, but really good game. Really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, obviously it's the introduction to Zelda, and I think I said previously, you can't really go wrong with the Zelda game. No, I agree. I agree. So, what so, do you got for number eight? Number eight. Uh, spoiler: A lot of these were going to be Commodore sixty four games. Um, number eight. I will get past the Nintendo eventually. <laughs> I will eventually get past the Commodore sixty four. Uh, Impossible Mission, I believe I said this in a previous episode, this is the first game I played that had voice in it. It nice. was, uh, it would start in this, uh, one screen with a guy just standing in a hallway, and it goes, stay a while, stay forever, ha ha ha, and that's the how the game would start. And yep. this is back in, like, the 80s, or like, did that game just talk to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a platformer. You collect it, basically, you try to avoid these robots trying to kill you. Of course. You go up and down elevators, and the whole goal is to get to every room, and every room is different. 
and they can be hard to get through. Some robots chase you. Some robots just zap you with lasers. Yeah. Some just like run away from you. So, so they're all a, different. It's a puzzle platformer kind of thing. And then after you collect all the hit all the objects in the game, then you get these puzzle pieces, and you collect four puzzle pieces, and you try to figure out what orientation they need to be in to complete the image. And it just like filled in all the spots, but it's not as hard as it sounds. It really was pretty easy to say, oh, this one looks like it's cut in the middle of the screen, so I need a piece that kind of is the opposite. Okay. So you just kind of put them all together, and, and you got and it gives you a password at the end. So you take the password to a room, you open it up, you win the game. That's awesome. Got, that's it. And I, I don't know why, but I just loved it. They made a sequel. It's by a company called Epix, which back in the day, Epix oh, was the shit. Yes. Oh, they were the shit. They made controllers. All the world games, California games, they were a great company. So Epix was one of my favorite game companies. Sure. And Impossible Mission was just mindless fun. I've never played it, but I know of it because it is. Uh, it does have such a big following, a cult following, because yeah. it was such a great game for so many people. Yeah, you um, jump, you flip, you have a computer terminal that you can freeze the robots you can collect, or you can reset the, the platforms, because sometimes you can oh, screw okay. yourself with the platforms in the wrong spot, and you die. Nice. And when you die, oh, when he dies, he goes, no! Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. I'm like, this game's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, and I know kids today are like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, too? I know. And it's like, uh, again, why are you, where are your parents? Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, that was the thing, though. I mean, yeah. When games first started talking, it was just like, holy shit, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I probably sunk as many hours in this game and played it over and over again mm -hmm. than I did with the, um, you know, Buck Rogers. I just, so this was like, you didn't have to think about it much. Yep. It's more like skill. Yeah. And I just enjoyed it. But then at the end, it, it, you know, you know me, it suited me. They're like, you do all the skill, but then you got to solve a puzzle. Sure. Yep. And it's not a hard puzzle, but as a kid, I'm like, I'm a genius. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. You got like that, once again, you got that sense of accomplishment. Like, look, look, look. Yeah, I know. But now I, I've played the game since then, specifically just to get to the puzzle, because I, I enjoy the puzzle. I think it's cool. Nice. I've never seen a game like it. So it's not, in fact, impossible. It's it's not. <laughs> but there's a sequel to it I, can, I have never been able to beat, because it... Ah, As it turns out, it is, it is impossible. impossible. <laughs> okay, look at yes, that. It's way more difficult. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, highly recommend the game. Way before she, she codes, by the way. <laughs> this is actually my... Is this true? Yeah, this is my last Nintendo one. Oh, okay. So we're moving past that after this one. But number eight for me would be the OG Final Fantasy. The very first. Oh, okay. Um... Is it is it the because I read some history like Final Fantasies the first few Japanese might number some differently than the U.S. versions was there anything like that or is this like the final because I read oh. somewhere that like two three four was weird numbering oh yeah without a doubt yeah. because um yeah um yeah J Japan gets different games than we do in a lot of cases so like yeah. Dragon Warrior um, again it was known by Dragon Quest and uh, I think every market other than the U.S. But by the time we got Dragon Warrior 2, I'm not kidding, they were on like Dragon Warrior 15 or Dragon Quest 15. Yeah. I mean, it was like crazy. But, so um, was this Final <clears throat> Fantasy the OG for everybody, the whole world? For, no, for the U.S., oh, for the I would US. say. Okay. So the rest of the world, yeah, I, once again, dumb American here, yeah. raising my hand. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, I can only speak from a U.S. perspective. So um, I do believe this was, well, yeah, it was uh, Nintendo of America. So oh, it's okay. that version, but again, I don't know different releases, how that what differences we yeah. saw. It was before the PlayStation stole um, the uh, Final Fantasy series. <laughs> yeah, before it landed there. Um, and I didn't actually have it. A friend of mine had it at first. And he was doing a battle. 
and one of his characters got poisoned or something, and they kind of have a different animation where they hunch over, and I'm like, oh, one of your guys is sad, because he just looked sad to me all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, he just explained this whole system to me, where it was basically Dragon Warrior, but now you got a party. And that intrigued me, and I was just like, oh, this is great. And, um, of course, they, they had different character types. So you could have four people in your party, and I think they had six or seven different character types. So yeah. right off the bat, you're like, oh, what do those other character types do? Um, so you, you had reason to kind of experiment and play. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it was a grinder. It was a Final Fantasy. So it was, uh, it was big. There was a lot to it, you know? Um, a lot of grinding, but um, I enjoyed those games. I don't know why. I cannot yeah. explain it, but... I like grinding games. Loved it. Loved it. So, yeah. And uh, they actually did a remake on the uh, Game Boy Advance, I, I know, and uh, I'd had that at the time, so I, actually, I think somewhere in my house I probably still do, but uh, that was, well, I played that, and that was worth it, just worth the price of admission, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, so, that's my number eight, and uh, that, that brings us to the end of my Nintendo ones, at least. Okay. So, uh, what do you got for number seven? Number seven is a movie uh, tie-in. Okay. Uh, uh, also on the Commodore 64, and they, Commodore 64 did a great job on the music. Sounded just like the movie, but Ghostbusters. You're close. Goonies. Oh, okay. Uh, they actually, I believe, I could be wrong. It's 1985. I believe they, um, they had a scene in the game that was a deleted scene from the movie where you fought an octopus. Oh, that's fantastic. So you have to fight an octopus in the game. And I found I played this game over and over again. I had actually played the Goonies game on the Nintendo. I believe they were different. Okay. I believe the Goonies, the game, this was a different game. Um, this was... I'll say this. Yeah. I didn't completely hate it. Oh, okay. That's all, that's that's actually high praise. Yeah, for me, uh, <laughs> yes. it's, it was it wasn't a bad game. I'll but, say that. But this one, you control two characters at each given okay, moment. Okay, yeah, no, I don't think that so. Was the Chunky Nintendo. had to go and knock the water bottle over, which got the mother chasing after the you know um, no, you knocked the water bottle to get down the basement, but then Chunk opened the money machine on the top floor. It would shoot the fake money down below. The mother would go chase after. Then you have to like run and get down to the hole, and okay, that's what yeah. it was. It was a very at a time. It had to get through it really quickly. I don't know. I just liked it. And yeah. yeah, at the end, the game ends with a giant pirate ship. And as a child, you're like, I love the movie. And this game ends the same as the movie with a you. You're on the pirate ship. You got to solve a little kind of like. It's not really a puzzle. You just got to do things in the right order. Yeah. And I'm like, and the music was. It's it's a synthesized version of the uh, Cindy Lauper song. Is uh, this uh, and this is '64 again? So do you know if this 64? is on your. Uh... I don't know if it's on there. I'll take a look at it. But I, yeah, I, I'm surprised you're not playing it now. You I know, love I, the Goonies. I love the Goonies. I, the movie, I celebrate. I've seen it a dozen times, if not more. And I get nostalgic. When you launch this game, look it up on YouTube sometime. The music, it, it's like, it's it's the song. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I just love it. And uh, same company, Datasoft, put out like three games on the conversation before that I know of that I loved. Goonies was one. Zorro was another. And one called Conan. Okay, they so looked they identical. Had, like the movie themes. They had some movie themes. They looked identical. That's great. They pretty much looked identical. They just they're slightly different. You know, they just changed the music and kind of like what the actions were, but they're pretty much the same game. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, you even had the underground the underground scene with the pipes where you're with the, you know sloth and you're just knocking. On, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's this whole scene that you're doing that in the game. That's great. I just like I, I love the movie time. I just so this means a lot to me because I play the game a lot and I love the movie. That's fantastic. And 64, man. Yeah, I get it. You get a good system and it's just, it's, it becomes you. a piece of you. Yeah, you can tell, I mean, from these screenshots, you can tell they're very reminiscent of the original NES as well, far as graphics go. 
I'm jumping, and I'm not necessarily jumping in uh, chronological order, is actually uh, similar to one of yours, and that would be the OG Pools of Radiance. Ah, you know I had to box. get a gold box game on there. Um, I did like that game. It, it's, you know, again, it, it wasn't the sci-fi universe, but same engine, same same things you loved about Buck is what I loved about Pools of Radiance. I loved the customization. I loved, uh, you know what I loved actually about Pools of Radiance and mm -hmm. that Buck did not have is I am a nerd. I had read the first edition D&D uh, um, rules. Yeah. I've been second edition. Been a while. Been yeah, many I forget years. what edition, yeah. Um, so I knew the rules to D&D. &D. And, yeah. of course, the Gold Box game followed them, so I could keep up, and it just made sense. Everything made sense to me. And uh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was just a great... It was a great game. I mean, I loved everything about it. Um, loved building my characters. Loved understanding the mechanics of it all. For yeah. me, that's what did it. Because, you know, it was an RPG, but there was all the math behind it. And um, loved that. Loved, loved understanding how that all worked. You know? Um, yeah, The Curse of the Azure Bonds was the first one of the Gold Box ever played for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so the story there is one that first hooked me. Of like, I wake up, I got the stuff on my arm, tattoos. What? How do I get rid of them? I, I honestly think I probably like Curse of the Azure Bonds more than Pools of Radiance in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, Pools of Radiance again, it was kind of the first for me. It was it was something different. It's um, and that's what I was doing with this list. You know, it's if yeah. I had to pick between the two, I might pick yeah. Curse of the Azure Bonds. Well, that's not this list. This list is not your... Exactly. These games are personal games that really meant something to you. Exactly. And at 29 minutes, I'm just going to throw it out there that there's no way we're doing two lists. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we will do two lists, just yes. not this episode. No, Desert Island. But I think that Desert Island might go slightly quicker, but I could be wrong. I, I think we forgot about the fact that we gab about every game there is. Yes, this is true. So that being said, though, uh, so since we kind of already covered Buck, we kind of covered Pools. Let's go to six. Number six is Sam and Max hit the road I've on played this. DOS. Oh my god, it's a must play because it, obviously it's a DOS game, so it didn't. It's this is way beyond Commodore sixty four. So I guess I'm done with my Commodore sixty four games. But it had a sense of humor. Yeah, it had a graphic style that holds up. It I know of Sam and Max. Like, I know who they are, and I even know how they speak, oddly enough. Yeah, you got the crime dog, and you got the bunny. Hey, can I just chew his face off? I want you to know? say one was in one of the poker games. It was, the uh, the bunny, Max. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was. He's hilarious. He says just rude things. He wants to always punch you or rip your guts out. He, he's a weird partner in this crime duo. They actually released Telltale Games. Released a new version of Sam and Max with a totally different story. Okay. So an episodic format. I have it all on Steam. So nice. I purchased all that. Um, great. But the original game was just like awesome. They just go and find the world's largest ball of yarn, and it just it just. This was roughly the same time I want to say as Full Throttle. Yes, about the same time. I think early '90s. Similar art style as well to me. Yes. Um, big fan of Full Throttle. Full Throttle, yeah. Um, I have a story that I got a lot of trouble on Full Throttle because I needed some RAM, but that's another story oh, for okay. another time. Yep. Um, but Sam and Max, um, yes, Full Throttle, I like it. It had some sense of humor in it, um, but this game is really my sense of humor because it's quirky as all hell. Nice. It's it, I, I'm gonna have to check this out because I mean it looks beautiful and I, I've no, known of it, but uh... you could throw in the Scum VM engine. Nice. So I ha I own a copy of this game. Nice. So it's it's. <sighs> 
just fun. Voice acted through the whole thing, you know, just well done. And yeah, they're trying to solve a crime, and and you know, a, a giant Abraham Lincoln might be involved. Well, I'm not, just saying. Not to give him a. Uh, well, actually, I know from South Park how you kill a giant Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think South Park might owe this game some, uh, you know. That's uh, funny. Props. Or is it the same thing? They used a giant John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Because that's how you kill a giant Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's uh, funny. So, yes, Sam and Max hit the road, the original DOS version, but I do recommend the new version of Telltale Games, which is the same um, writer. Okay. Uh, Tim, I forget his last name, but, yeah, it's the same writer who did these games in Full Throttle. Well, again, I'm not working for him, but I've yeah. got to think Good Old Games has a copy of this. I bet you they do. They I bet must. you they do. They simply must. Yeah. They just, yeah. So, yeah, I like them. And, yeah, yeah, they're just uh, detectives. So, I, I, I recommend I say that because that is a good old game by, by definition. Yeah. You can tell right here, Bosco's, Guns, Liquor, and Baby Needs. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it just, it has my humor. It yep. just, yeah. Pre-South Park, but as bad as South Park. That's fantastic. Yes. I, yeah. I was, I, you know what? I'm going to add that to my ever-growing list here. Yeah, I don't think this game is a terribly long game, um, but yeah. Um, I like that, though. So that was your number six, huh? That was my number six, and yeah, that was like, oh, games could be wrong. That's why I played this game. I'm like, yes, this hit, hit me, hit my funny bone. Oh, it was yeah. off color, and I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, it's my game. See, I'm not kidding. New Suit Larry was like one of the first oh, yeah. games I played that was actually in color. Yeah. Um, and actually, I take that back. That might have been a CGA version we first played, but either yeah. way. I think I have a copy of that in my Steam I, I library. Pretty early games could be wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a little wrong, but enjoyable, and the bunny was a riot. Absolute riot. Well, I'll have to check out Sam and Max, and uh, that sounds like a recommendation to me. So, uh, yes. to everyone out there, give that a go if you haven't. And your number six, sir. My number six is uh, Heroes of Might and Magic 2. Two, not three. That's well, I, it's interesting. I didn't go yeah. with three because, well, I played two first. Oh, um, okay. Ironically, I didn't play the first one for quite some time, but uh, and I'm glad. But um, two introduced me to that style of game, and uh, it just... It basically is a game that you will stay up all night saying just one more turn. Because oh. it's turn-based. Yes. And uh, it, it just hooks you. And um, my wife used to play at times. I mean, and we'd get epic battles going with either each other or you know, I would, I had friends I would play. And um, they were just like gigantic chess matches. I mean, a game would last days. I'm not even kidding. Days. Um, you know, a week later, you're still playing the same freaking game. Um but you were so involved. So, yeah. and it's one of those games that uh, your first couple, you know, your first 50 turns take like 10 seconds. There's nothing to do. And then by turn 50 though, a turn is now taking 10 minutes because you're just, there's so much going on. You've got so much to keep an eye on and uh, truly engrossing. So strategy yeah. game, uh, very pretty. Um, graphics, you know, definitely don't hold. You're gonna go, wanna go for a better version at this point. Um, but it had this charm to it, you know. All I can think of right now is the vampires, because when the vampires attack, they blah blah. <laughs> blah, blah. Just, I loved it. Oh, <laughs> I just thought it was fantastic. That's awesome. And uh, just little things like that made it a lot of fun. <clears throat> but uh, absolutely a great game. Um, there was one thing about that game though that always perplexed me, and I'll never understand. But when uh, the game came out, it played. Uh, well, if you had the CD version, it played. Um, opera music in the castles and in the 
the light castle, if you will, the good people's castle specifically. It played this one aria that was just, I'm not kidding, it was great. I actually have a recording of it somewhere. I found it to download because it was that great. And the reason I had to find it for download was because when they released the expansion, they added all sorts of great things. But for some reason, they changed that song. So I can only guess it was some kind of licensing dispute yeah. of some kind or Bach something. Rose from the Grave, it's yeah. a... Just something, yeah. like you can't be singing that, but I mean, yeah. it's truly an amazing piece to me. Like yeah. the, 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 And the timing on it was remarkable because it was both a strategy fighting simulator, but you also built up your castles. And um, for some reason, it seemed whenever you were building the like ultimate good guy, they were these paladins, whenever you're making them and, and getting that thing so you could finally recruit them, it seemed like the music would crescendo right as mm. you built it. So it just—it was just a fantastic thing that would always seem to happen, where you finally got to build that thing you always wanted, and the music's just right at its peak, and uh, just a great, great game. So, uh, yeah, Heroes Two. That's my right. number six. That's okay. I played the third one. So yeah, we're, we're uh, gonna play that more. I'm telling you, that is, there's it's a fantastic game. So at this point, I'm pretty sure I'm done with all Commodore 64 games, but let me remind myself what my number five was. Oh, no, back to the Commodore 64. i got to try this, too. I know and this. Pirates, yeah. this is specifically the Commodore 64 version. They have remade this game many times over the years. Sometimes they call it Pirates. Sometimes they call it Pirates Gold. It's just not as charming. Isn't Pirates Sid... Uh, Sid Meier. Sid Meier. Sid Meier. And, um, again, it's simple game. It actually had historically accurate time periods you can choose from on the Spanish main. If you had an actual map, you could follow along. And yeah, it could take you a long time for you to get to one side up the peninsula. I mean, it would take you forever. To, um, and you, you got to worry about winds. You got to worry about other pirates. You get, so the whole thing, you're separated from your family. You got to go find your family. You got treasure maps. You can woo the mayor and his daughter. And you can do all these little quests. And when you're done, you can retire. And when you retire, it ranks you everything from pauper to governor. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I've, I'm not sure. I maybe got governor once, but, yeah, you have to find your long-lost sister, your long-lost parents, and they're hard to find. you got to always fight some guy named Delgado that has a little portion of a map, and there's four pieces to every map, and it just, I don't know, it's so charming. You can attack cities, towns, take over and plunder them, collect the gold, you gotta worry about food on your ships. You got, you know, you gotta get Sounds cannons. Sounds like a Sid Meier game to a lot of degree. Uh, there's reefs that if you don't have, if you have something bigger than a sloop and you have like a galleon, you'll tear apart that same boat. Will shit, it will sink. Okay. So nice. you, you gotta watch where you sail. So you know, go Barbados and you know, just it was. It, I just like the game and I play. Like I said, I played newer versions of the game. Mm-hmm. And there, it's they update the graphics, but they took away the ship battles. Didn't feel as good, and it, you have sword battles. It lost and the, its charm somewhere. Yeah, it is charm. So I don't care that the graphics are terrible. Yeah, it's fun. It's specifically the Commodore 64 version is the best version I ever played, and I play. And again, they made it for DOS. They made it for Windows, but they weren't the same game. I got you. Yep. They, they changed it. Still said Sid Meier's on it. Yeah, but I don't know. They peaked. That was it. The 64 was the yeah. version. Uh, and I remember the, guy, the company producers, Microprose. Okay, yeah, and I remember this. I know. I don't know why I remember those things, but I just do. I didn't even just look that up. I just remember Microprose presents Sid Meier's Because Myers. you remember like, the intro, and yeah, you looked at yeah. it a thousand times every yeah. time you freaking booted it. Yeah, nice little music, and you had the cool little, uh, you know, 
music when you, you know, won or, you know, capture a town or a boat, and you can grow your fleet, okay. which could be dangerous because then you're only as fast as your slowest boat. So yeah. you have to worry about that. So a lot of times you end up selling boats or, you know. But Sid Meier's making an empire builder, basically. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, who would have thunk it? <laughs> so I don't remember what came first. I think this might have came I before think this civilization. Came first. Yeah. I think it did. So this was the beginning of his genius, and it was charming. And, yeah, you had to aim your boat. So if you went against the wind, it was hard. And aim your boat to the other boat and try to have it from your side and shoot the, your cannon toward them and try to sink their ship or scare them. And eventually, you became infamous, and you could people yeah. raise their white flag as soon as you come near them. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so I will let everyone on this show know a little secret, and yeah. that is I'm not the real Dread Pirate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a secret. I'm not left-handed either. Exactly. Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I love this game, and I played many hours. And when you own the game, which I did, um, it came with a giant map. So when you got little pieces of where buried treasure was or where your family is buried, you kind of look at this giant map and say, I think it's here. I can see that there's a town here, and there's a the land, the coastline kind of looks like this, so I think it's way out here, you know? And that's great. Yeah, so... It, it was great. So it there, felt like an adventure. Yeah, there's treasure fleets always went by. There's silver trains you can capture. It wasn't just a simple game. It was actually kind of complex for just an old game from I don't even know what year, but probably 1985, 86 era. Sure. So highly recommend this version. I, really, I, could, I could play it right now and I'm, enjoy it. I'm going to have to figure it away, yeah. Now, do you know if that's on your... Uh, it thing? may be. This is this was a popular game that makes on sense. the Commodore Yeah, I've, I've known of this game for many years. Uh, people do enjoy it. So. I do, and yeah, like the newer versions kind of look like this with slightly better graphics, but it's not worth it. It's awesome. Oh, and the new one, you know what they did with the new ones that I hated? Um, when you woo, here you woo the daughter by being powerful. Okay. And in the newer versions, you have to woo the daughter by uh, dancing with her. Okay. Specifically, exactly the right moves. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm a pirate. I want a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a dancer. You didn't want to get down to... Uh, yeah. yeah. They, so they added features that really sucked the fun out of the game is all I'm saying. I got you. So, recommend it. Can't recommend that. My number five, and it's uh, that's high. It's better than Goonies. So we're, yeah, I, I, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's impressive. Yes. So we're, we're saying yes to uh, pirating and no to dancing. Yes. I like that. Yes. What's your number five, sir? My number five is none other than the Duke himself. Hail to the King, baby. That would be Duke Nukem oh, 3D. Oh, that's a good game. Um... I mean, okay, so... That does mean a lot to me. Oh, I should have had that on my list. Yeah, see, it's tough. It's tough. I know, <laughs> yes. I'm, I know I'm forgetting stuff. Because I had a good uh, time with that. I used to waste my work hours with that game. You know, Wolfenstein, Doom, they... they, Yes, they were amazing. They, no question about it. And they definitely were like, holy shit for the time. I'm telling you, man, I remember seeing the demo Doom yeah. like it was yesterday. And yeah. my mind was blown at how good that looked. But Duke... Duke just brought it all together. Because first of all, Duke could look up. Yeah. Yes. Like Duke could actually look around, full range of motion. Duke had jetpacks. Yeah. Duke could basically have full mobility. And um, I mean, even my wife knows this. I've said it so many times in my life. And honestly, I've played the game so much, she's heard it said so much. But you walk into a room for the first time with a rocket launcher. You see a bunch of bad guys. You blow them all up. And the Duke busts out with your face, your ass. What's the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just, <laughs> I remember. It's just fantastic. <laughs> You're like, did I just, what did he just say? Yeah, and then, that's awesome. You know, you, then, then the Duke grows on you. And, he um, does. You know, to this day, 
I'm I'm such a Duke fan that uh, I you know I don't play the original Duke Nukem's. I know he was a uh, 2D side scroller, yes, not, not my jam. But uh, I've actually played. Uh, yeah, I bought Duke Nukem forever for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and he's now the doll. He's an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with that. <laughs> and uh, I also played a game called Bulletstorm. I think it was, oh. and it was fascinating. And this is largely why I bought the game. I'm not even kidding because it had a DLC, and all the DLC did was replace the main character with Duke. Oh. And it was hysterical, because, uh, you know, it took the main story, I actually played through the main story to know what it was first, um, as actual character, but then I replaced him with Duke and played through it again. And, uh, like, Duke just didn't care about the story, so he'd just be like, well, who do I need to kill, you know? And, like, one guy kept going on with story bits, and Duke would just look at him and be like, who are you and why are you here? <laughs> just throughout the entire game. Completely asinine. I don't know who thought of it, but uh, it was, honestly, I, I enjoyed it a great deal. But um, Duke, I mean, yeah. 3D oh. specifically, it's just like, wow, now we're allowed to have full mobility, a shooter. Yeah, it's when they you realize they can really improve upon something you didn't think they could improve upon because you thought Doom was it, you know? Exactly, yeah. And then, then death matches with friends were just, yeah. it was now a thing. I would say Duke Nukem, which I guess it kind of doesn't mean a lot to me because my first computer job, I had this guy at work who introduced me to me, and at lunchtime and maybe long lunches, we would kill each other in Duke Nukem 3D. It's absolutely fantastic, too, yeah. isn't it? I yeah, mean, we spent all work day. Yeah, way before Unreal Tournament, it was Duke Nukem 3D. It was the fighting game of killing each other. Without a doubt. And to this day, it, yeah. it's just as much fun shooting your friend as it ever was the first time you know time to kick it was it time to chew gum and kick ass or no time to no that's uh that's uh basically they live yeah but they use that duke nukem game though one of the levels time to kick kick oh time to kick ass and chew bubble gum damn i'm all out of gum oh does he actually yeah he actually says that in the game yeah duke says great things he does say things and he was just wrong like duke would be shooting monsters and then uh handing money to strippers yes you could hand them money yeah it was just great (laughs) yeah it was all pixelated and stuff Um, yeah it was great but yeah exactly but you all did it you know and uh i remember that era they is first time i realized that they would reuse an engine for a game and i remember they reused the duke nukem engine for a game that came out shortly after called redneck rampage okay yeah i never played it but i know of what you speak yeah duke nukem with Rednecks. Rednecks. Yep. Yes, makes sense. <laughs> but it didn't have the verticality because you're on farms and stuff, so it didn't have. So it wasn't yeah. as as fun. But it was silly as all heck, though. I definitely beat Duke Nukem. Um, I definitely played that game a lot. I liked that game a great deal. It was a lot of fun. Did we buy a, 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 that game again? I think we have a Duke Nukem 3D. We oh, we absolutely like a, do. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we have played that. that like in the last five years. We yeah. played Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, that's a, that's a good game. Yeah. Oh, I do highly recommend that. I, that that's my five point five game. I, I changed the rules that's and put it right in the middle because right I forgot 5. that 5. I played that for like I had that job for a year and I played it with this guy that I just met and we just played it. Yeah, and from a you know game evolution standpoint, I think Duke Colts a great place. But just from a charisma kind of yeah. like I love Duke. Who doesn't love Duke? Yeah, you know. Um, He's the king, you know. So yeah. it's uh, he's got that wit to him that's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I can even guess what year it was because that's when I worked in Cleveland, Ohio, and that's going to be between well, I graduated high school in '93 with the con '94. Yeah, so it's like '95, '96 era. Sounds yeah, about yeah, right. Sounds about there. Yep, sounds right. Yeah, right where it was. Yeah. So yeah, those are all good old days. So we're getting down there. So what's yes. number four for you? Number four. Is it a Commodore 64 game? I don't remember. No. It's Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, that's interesting. 
And there's you'll know when you see my other games, you can see why it's not high on the list. But this one, um, yes, this game has parts of the game that is long and too much. Mm-hmm. You know, some parts of the quests are too long. But the, but the personal relationships and communications and, you know, you're just going through the game and you just, they're chatting with you. And, yeah. and it, it's just like, it's so dynamic and fun and it's Bioware, you know, still during their height of being awesome. And the DLCs, when you go back and you see all your friends again, and, you know, it just it felt so heartwarming. I, I have to go back. I'm going to have to start over. Yeah. It's been so long. Well, the good news is, is that the grinding part of it, if you cheat happens in it, <laughs> yeah. is unnecessary. Sure. Because you don't need to get up levels. You just need to go and complete some major quests because you don't need the little tedium levels. Yeah. Uh, so the game is worth playing all the way through to the end. I love the bad guy. I enjoyed it, actually. I, I, I'm i certain I got distracted by some other game. But, yeah, because uh, this game can take a while to play. It looked beautiful. It, the music was spot on. I mean, it was a... I had no complaints about it. I'll say yeah. that. And yeah, everyone's there, and you can have relationships in it, you know, because yeah. that's what they did. Um, same sex ones, yeah, which the, was, I think the, was one of the first games that the girl I wanted to get it on with. I don't think you can though. I think I finally asked about it, and you just told me no, you can't, because I wanted the spy master chick. Oh, uh, oh yeah, the spy master. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's great. And I like the elf, but you can't. Uh, it, you you can only get on with her if you're a female. I don't remember. I think I was a dude in that one, which yeah. is rare for me. Yeah. So I highly recommend playing that game as a female. And this is one of the games that I did because you said, by the way, Kevin, you should play games as females. And yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think I played it as a dude, and that is so rare for me that yeah. I don't know what um, yeah. what inspired me to do such. Yeah, if you play it again, I would play female because the, that's why I didn't finish. Because the relationship with the elf thief is hilarious. It's hilarious because her personality is just like... She's all like yelling at you and all very fighty and stuff, and you're like accepting of her. And she's like, "What'd you say? I'm not used to this acceptance acceptance thing." That's great. And I just I like the relationships because she it just it's well written. Yeah. So yeah, and I, it's well acted. They're good good uh, voice actors in there. Yes. So yeah, so it holds a. I played the other Dragon Age. I didn't play Dragon Age Two. I played Dragon Age Origins, was also a good game. This is the third one in the series. Okay, but we all know that the dwarf is Don Johnson, right? Like, Don Johnson? looks like Don Johnson. Don Johnson? Yeah. With his chest. Yeah, uh, he yeah. looks like a dwarf Johnson, I guess. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, uh, so, yeah, the game. Uh, but I do recommend playing the other Dragon Ages, what, Dragon Ages as well. Um, they're much older, though. They must have been like 10 years between each one. Okay. But they're, they're still good games. Huh? But this one is just like... And you, yes, you can mod it to make some things less tedious. Like, um, you throw a mod in and... You can have a relationship with everybody all at once without because they get mad at you. That's you can't, you can't, doesn't let you cheat on people in the you game unless you mod it. Love the one you're with. Yes, yes, I love that theory. And then like the war table, you can make it so you just instantly win whatever you click on. You don't have to wait for days. You know stuff like that. You just take the team out of the game. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. Even though it's a game that's very personal to me, I wouldn't rank rank this as one of the best games ever because of all the tedium. Gotcha. But the game means a lot to me because I the care. It's about the characters. It's, sure. it's actually more about the characters than the gameplay. So it, it, well written. Bioware was really firing all cylinders. And you had mentioned story. those DLCs before too, where they put a nice bow on their story, which was yeah. uh, it's just so nice when they when that actually happens, where it's like okay, we've landed our plane. Yes, and and I like the um, you know the lore, 
the lore is very interesting because you learn a lot about the world that you're in and it feels alive and real. Yeah. You know, even though it's a fantasy world, it's... But that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's, it's You get sucked cool. in and, uh, and, yeah. This, if they ever made it into like a cartoon TV series or something, I'd be like, oh, I'm in. You nice. know, something, you know, because the characters are very interesting. Yeah, that's one. It's definitely a time to suck, but again, um, I no complaints about it. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't actually... No, so but like I, I said... I think I made it really far, too. You probably did, because there's like two halves of the map, and once you get to the left-hand side of the map, you're almost done with the game. Yeah, see, I think I, I yeah. think I did, too, but uh, mm. I'm not going to remember, so I'm going to have to start all over. Start I like Fable. You know, yeah. I, I was trying to give Fable an honest shot, but then Mass Effect 2. So, um, and you can see in my laptop here... Um, there it is. That's I leave great. it installed. I play it every now and again. I fire it up. That's fantastic. Okay. So you can tell which games I like a lot by ones I have not uninstalled. Yep. So yeah, that's one of them. So, what is your number four, sir? Number four is none other than the devil himself, the OG Diablo. The original Diablo. The original Diablo. The, the back when it was a horror game. Yes, exactly <laughs> why I yeah. fell in love with it. That fired on every single cylinder for me at that time. It was an action RPG. Like, okay, you said RPG, great. We got some grinding elements. I'm a happy camper. You know, action, honestly, I take it or leave it, but I like the action RPG. Um, I just like the, the whole getting levels thing. But then you throw in the horror element. And, man, the butcher was not somebody that would tell you, you know, don't eat vegetables in the past. Yeah. <laughs> the butcher was somebody terrifying. And the lore to it was just grim. And the music was yeah. just creepy. And everything about it was just awful. <laughs> and it was a great, great experience. Excuse me. But, uh, you know, it definitely shows its age. But uh, I... Once again, good old games. Yeah, GOG. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just put my hand, I had it in my chest there. Good old GOG. Yeah. Come on, man. GOG, man. We love you. Yeah, they um, remastered that, or they, I don't know. They, I don't think they, they remastered, remastered. No, they, they just made it work, and they yeah. uh, then they released the Hellfire expansion. Yeah. But, and uh, it's like 10 bucks, and yeah. uh, I played through it not terribly long ago. Yeah. Loved it. It's great. Yeah, you know, I hear Diablo 2 is going to be out soon, so back on wood, we'll see. Man. There are a lot of games I'm excited about coming out soon. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of amazed by that. We got that uh, Cyberpunk. We got, for me, the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 I'm excited about, the yeah. remake of that. Um, and Diablo 2. I, Diablo 2 is Duke Nukem forever. I'll believe it when I see it. And even yeah. then, I'm going to be... Until it actually boots, I'm going to be skeptical. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> can't trust Blizzard these days. So that is your number four. Or number that's four. my number four, rather. That's your number um, four? What is your number three, my, my friend? My number three is a uh, 64. No. <laughs> number three, Ooh. not number one. I'm number three, The Last of Us on the PlayStation 3 version specifically, because that's when I first played it, not the remastered version. Sure. Uh, there are differences. Um, the PS4 version is, if you're going to play it, play the remastered, because it's not a crazy remaster. It just made a little bit better graphics and went from 30 frames per second to 60, which is noticeable in a game. I bet. When they change the frame rate like that. And... And it was considered the best-looking PlayStation 4 game of the time when it came out on PlayStation 4, but it was early in the console generation. And this was, like, one of the last games of PlayStation 3. Yeah. So it pulled all the power out. And the first time you play Last of Us, especially, and, you know, you know way too much now, but just imagine knowing nothing when you went playing the game. And then uh, there's so many YouTube videos you can find. The biggest, toughest grown men bawling 
<laughs> in oh, the first I, I five say, minutes of the game. A, it's an action drama. It, it is. It's an action drama. Well done. It's a cover shooter. You know, so um, yes, there's bullets and, you know, but for the it, you can't really call it a complete shooter. Yes, you yeah. shoot, but most of the time you're just cutting people's throats and breaking their necks and. You know, you got zombies, and the humans are worse than the zombies, and you got cannibals, and I, it just... I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, the the act, acting in it is amazing. I watched a, a video um, a few years back where they just decided to do a presentation and had the actors go up on stage and reenact scenes live from this, and it just... You just see these... They're voice actors, but they act in any TV movie ever. They're just so well done. And because somehow they get the quiver right in their voice on emotional scenes. Oh yeah. And it just like they they, they feel pain. Well, it's like audiobooks. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you listen to the right person reading an audiobook, they could read my lawnmower manual, yeah. and I'd be like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever listened to." Yeah. <laughs> and the thing again, a lot of people like uh, you know uh, Stephen at work really loves, and he thinks Last of Us Part Two is better than the first one. I disagree because I think this one had pacing and charm in it that. It wasn't the other one was just nothing but depressing. The new one, yeah. This one had hopeful moments in it. It was like a like the best Walking Dead episode. You know, it was well done from beginning to end. Had the ups and the downs, and it had smart scenes, very smartly written scenes, torture scenes. I was, I know, torture scene, smartly written. Yeah. The way they played one person against the other was genius. It's, and I've watched playthroughs of it. Not the same as playing it. Sure. I've got it. It's telling you, man. You gotta play. Life gets in the way. Yeah. yeah. It's just so many games, so little time. I could probably. This game is not super long. I could probably play in two sittings. It took me three sittings for Final Fantasy VII. This one I could probably do in two sittings. Yeah. It's just for perspective. I think Final Fantasy VII took me a month. Oh. Or something so, like that. Yeah. So this one, this is shorter than that. Yeah. So this will take like two, two, two weeks. weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, Great, great game. Um, the game is split two under seasons, so you go through all four seasons of the game, and that, and they all mean something. It's just really well written story. And it looks beautiful, I have to say. At least on PS4. I, mean. I just love it when they have like nature taking things back, you know, because yeah. this game takes and the um, the fungus that attacks you in the game. They research it, and there's videos. It's real. It exists in Africa. That this fungus attacks ants, and they immediately climb to a high spot. And then spores grow out of them, and then they shoot it on the rest of the ants, and they all become zombies. This happens. Okay, yeah. And of course, you I've know. I've heard about the zombie ants. Yeah, so, you know, stuff like that's never crossed over to humans before. Oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have. Exactly. So that's why this game has a little real, a part of realism, because they try to make it as realistic as possible, which makes it scarier. I'm telling you, maybe not in our lifetime, but ants are going to be a problem one day. Yeah. They're organized, and they don't sleep. <laughs> they don't sleep, yes. No good is going to come of that. No. <laughs> So, yes, uh, and uh, such high praise. This is not my, um, because these are my personal favorite well, exactly, games. yeah, and that's what so it asked for, yeah. Two more I like better. Well, me, um, number three, Street Fighter Two. It's oh. absolutely got to be. Yeah. Um, it's just, I remember seeing it for the first time. I mean, Which system was that on? Well, yeah, exactly. That was the arcade system oh. when I first played it. I remember seeing it and saying, "What? what's the purpose of this game? Hmm. And I was with a buddy, and I was like, wow, the sole purpose of this game is beat the hell out of my buddy. <laughs> yes, that does hold And up. both my buddy and I, and you know, to this day, you you and I would agree with this. You're like, that's that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. That's when we start swearing at each other. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mother. It's like, my sole purpose is to kick your ass. 
this is the greatest game I've ever played. Yes. And, uh, you know, Street Fighter 2 will always hold a special place in my heart because, it, well, one, it was the first fighter I ever played, so hallelujah. But then second, um, when I had uh, gotten a Super Nintendo, you know, dirt poor kind of thing, you know, grew up poor. But I had gotten a Super Nintendo, and uh, at the time they sold a Super Nintendo that literally came with no game and one joystick, or one uh, gamepad, whatever you call it. So I bought that, and I bought Street Fighter 2. And for months, actually for a few months, I didn't even have a second controller. <laughs> Jesus. Just had that game and one controller. Then I got the other controller. That's why I can't play you ever. <laughs> and then, you know, could beat the shit out of my friends, but for months, the only Super Nintendo game I had was Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, I played a lot of Street Fighter 2. Yes, so you grokked that game. <laughs> yeah, I, that first one beat the, yeah, really beat it with everybody. Um, just played a lot of it. And um, that's why to this day, you play a fighting game. I, I can tell you, yeah, I've never played this before, but, you know, within 10 seconds, I'm doing some weird special move that you've never seen. It's because it's all still the same kind of movements, you know? Right. And uh, I like those, so to this day, it still works. Yeah, because that's the thing. You have muscle memory I can never have yep. because you've been playing since you were, you know, a toddler. I've been Hadouken <laughs> forever, pretty much, yeah. Yes. Hadouken. <laughs> yep. That is awesome. So, uh, boy, we're down to the uh, top two. I'm top two. here. Oh, boy. So, uh, you know, folks I'm going to be just there, as surprised as anybody. Yeah, I know. Two, I forget now. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm thrilled to hear these. Uh, hear these. I knew what my number one was, actually. I don't yeah. know about you, but the minute we discussed this, I knew what my, my number one was. Um, yeah. so, oh, I knew. that. Actually, I wrote that down first. Yeah, exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. as well. Um, but... Uh, Again, folks, we hope you like this out there, and if you're sticking with us, we'd love to hear what you think and, you know, what are your favorite games. We'd love to, uh, again, that list is ever-growing. Yes, and, and if uh, you had a Commodore 64, wasn't it awesome? <laughs> That's awesome. So for, oh, sorry. for Commodore Business Machines, business, it was made for word processing, had the most games ever. Yeah. That's just amazing to me. Well, I mean, let's face it. Didn't you ever do this? I bought a, a laptop once, and it was going to really be for learning and uh, education and work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll play some games, but really not my focus. Yeah. And uh, then from that moment on, pretty much every computer I bought after that, I was like, who are we kidding? I'm going to be playing a shit ton of games. <laughs> going to fuck off more than you can believe, and we're now talking Minesweeper here. Yes. <laughs> Unreal Tournament I played at work. So, yes. So, uh, so what's your number two? My number two is... Dun, dun, dun. I should make this in the power. Uncharted 4. Oh. Also a Naughty Dog game. And there's several reasons why this is near and dear to my heart. I played this one before the Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Uncharted 2 is considered up there as one of the best games ever made as well because it's one of those things that starts... I, there's a term for it, but it's one of those games that starts in the middle of the story. Yeah. You know, the game starts, you're on a train, bleeding, hanging off a cliff. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, this one is more of a wrap-up. This is considered their final story. Even though they created another game called Uncharted Lost Legacy, is actually with a couple different characters. This is the last one with Nathan Drake. Okay. And one, and I saw the stat the other day, is says 20% of the time people play this game, they're standing there doing nothing. Because the game is the most gorgeous game I've ever played. That's great. I love the mountains. I love the pi It's pirates, too. There's a theme. I love pirates. And this, it's not, Tomb Raider is, takes, in my opinion, it takes itself way too seriously. 
and there's way too many puzzles. Yeah. I love to, don't get me wrong, I love Tomb Raiders. There's a place for that, but this is for people who think Tomb Raider would be great if it was way more fun and way more funny and uh, better set pieces, and it's just exciting, exciting to play. Uh, I, I recommend Uncharted 4. It, it wraps up the entire story, and like, like I said, Nathan Jacobs is a smartass. Uh, Uncharted series, PS4 exclusive? Uh, PS4 exclusive, PC? and I have Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 over there, um, remastered for the PlayStation 4. Okay, I've got those actually, I just got those last month, I think? It's worth playing all, all of them, but I think you're just fine if you just go play like Uncharted 2 and then Uncharted 4, because then you can see some of the throwbacks. Of the, yeah. Because this is, this is basically a wrap-up, so they like talk about a lot of the first well, three games. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm playing yeah. 1 and playing, then I'm going to play 2. And <laughs> 1 is actually, cons- yeah, this is one of, another one of those games where the, the difference between 1 and 2 is like Mass Effect 1 and 2. Totally different game. Sure. Totally different game. Mass Effect 2 is like, okay, we figure out, we got the mechanics down, now let's make a fun adventure. Yeah, and that's what two and three was like, not as good as two, but close. People consider Mass Effect three great too, and I loved it too. It was a great game, and then when this came out, I was like, I played this game, and then once you beat it once, they unlock cheats, yeah. unlimited ammo. That's you know, amazing. it's like any gun you want. So you can start with the biggest gun as soon as you start the game. And so I played this game just for the fun of it. Nice. I know exactly what to do, where to go. Yep. Um, they got cover, but it's the kind of game you like that you can play the game, just guns blaring. Just go yeah, in and just... You know I love that. Yeah, beat the... It has beautiful action sequences. It has the fight sequence are perfect, where you just feel... You feel good when you're punching somebody to, to they're down on the ground. Nice. And yeah, it's basically a game of murder, because you're pretty much killing everybody on the way, that's even though he's a good guy. <laughs> that's how good guys do it. Um, that's a maddest guy's car, that scene there. Uh, but it just... Um, it just pirate ships and you're just collecting treasure you had me at killing everyone yeah you kill everyone <laughs> and you drive vehicles motorcycles cars and it's well done you in fact those scenes you like this is one of those things a lot of vehicle scenes in games I'm talking about you Final Fantasy 7 are awesome. that fun yep. this one are a blast they're great set pieces and that's what they call them set pieces because there's like huge things going on and you're like how does a person survive this and it basically feels like you're playing an action movie that's awesome uh, but yeah, you can die a lot in the game, especially in the beginning. But they don't really throw you back that far I if you do die. I think I have four, but I have the first three, so uh, uh, you can borrow them anytime you want. Will, oh, well, yeah, when I get through the first three, I'll hit yeah. you up for that. Uh, so I highly recommend it. But uh, um, yeah, a, you, I've taken one of those things where I stop and take screenshots because it's just. In fact, on my Facebook page, I have a screenshot of some beach scene because, face it, pirate on a beach. It's just gorgeous. The water looks real, and it's just, like, relaxing. That's awesome. Uh, hi, yeah, so, yeah, this is rated higher than The Last of Us because it's not depressing. <laughs> I like that. That's a good reason. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, my yeah. number two is no one other than the OG Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I, there you go. Just, <laughs> I applaud that one. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It blew my mind. I mean, first of all, it's three CDs. That was huge. Like, yeah. wow, this is something different. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's that's why they ditched the Nintendo. They when wanted to be on CD. Playing the game for eight hours, and you know you built this party and you got yeah. these characters that you're just getting to know, and everybody's weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In the remake, you already know who the characters are, so yeah, you're just meeting them. But it's yeah, not as weird. The first time, it's you know, it's just completely weird. Like what in the hell? Like in your case, you were probably thinking, what in the hell did Sean recommend to me? Yeah, I know. Fucking weird. But yeah. uh, especially when you saw Red Thirteen, I'm like. 
What? What is this? Yeah, yeah. what is this thing? Exactly. Yeah. But you play this game, and it's just so involved, and it's so long, and then you get outside. <laughs> and this game that's been so gigantic and so, I mean, just such a convoluted story with so much going on, and then all of a sudden you're outside in this open world, and it just got just so much bigger than yeah. you thought it was. And it's just like, holy crap, I've never seen anything like that. And then um, the summons on top of this. Yeah. <laughs> the summons. Yeah, you can go make a meal during those summons. Yeah, the summons, yeah, they took forever. But the yeah. first time you saw them, you were yeah. just like, wow, that's really neat. I like seeing that. Um, but yeah, after a while, it got to be a bit tedious. But, um, you know, the variety of them, and it was just really cool to have these godlike characters all of a sudden. And, yeah. um, you know, it still had its challenges, but again, it just had those complex material systems, had so much going for it that, uh, I don't yeah. know, it was just fun. I've always found it to be a fun game for that reason. You could just kind of try different things and generally run around godlike. Yeah, I played that game straight through. I didn't, like, pause and did something else. I played that right through when you recommended it. And, yeah, because it hooked me. Yeah, it's a yeah. good game. Good game. Yeah. So we are... Do I, oh, drum roll. But before we do yeah. that, you know, oh. I would just like to say, how do the people, how do our tutors contact us? Yes. Oh, they can email us at toot at toocast.net. You can find a bunch of links on our website at toocast.net. You can, uh, you know, find us on Twitter at, at toocast. Please, nice. please talk to us. Yes, we'd love to hear your thoughts on our list. And uh, again, if you have a list of your own, we'd love to see that too. So number one, yes, and I'm I excited. think you can guess, and I, I cheated. Have a bunch. I cheated. Okay. On this one. Does it begin with a mass and end with an effect? It no. Does not. Oh, you know, actually, you're right. I should have guessed this. Yeah. I Fallout this. Three, the specifically the Xbox 360 non-crashy version. Now I do like the GOG versions that they finally fixed it that Steam ruined that you can mod the heck out of it. Yeah. But this is personal games. The first time I loaded this game up, the first time I saw the preview for the game, I'm like, what is this game? Yeah. You know, there was 3D games out for the Xbox 360, and they looked mostly like, you know, Nintendo 64 games. Nothing really crazy, um, nothing really open world, you know, besides Oblivion, and that has its own look. And, of course, same company. Then we saw the trailer where they showed the Washington Monument and they had old-time radio on that bus that panned out. Yeah, yeah, the music they use is just fantastic. Uh, Set the world on fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the world was on fire. And then you got Ron Perlman's voice saying, War, war never changes. And I'm like, I got to play this game. And and again, I didn't have money back then. I bought this game new. And I'm like, I got to play this game. And I played it, and I played it, and I played it. And it has so much charm, interesting characters, and it rewards you for going off the beaten path. And this one, you really, it, you know, pre-modding days, you really had to go and try to get as much levels as you could. Sure. Because when you fought your first like mutant or deathclaw, oh, it killed you. Oh yeah, deathclaw. I mean, you weren't surviving yes. those things, you yeah. know. So you want to be good. You want to get better weapons. And the DLCs with the alien ship and the island and their it, DLCs are like all they're oh. they're just almost like new games. They add so much content. Yeah, it, it just. Yeah, it's great. There's a place called Pittstown, one of the DLCs, and you could tell it's yeah. Pittsburgh. So they call it Pittstown because the design was all ruined. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. There's a VR mission when you end up with awesome armor. I, I pretty soon I had Fallout 3, uh, GOG. I had to go GOG, though, because, yeah. you know, thank you, GOG. 
I love Fallout 3, but I played it on Windows first yes. time. Yes, uh, that's a shame. And it crashed so much. Yeah. Fallout 3 was just brutal. It just crashed yeah. so much. Unstable. My heart. But, um, Never crashed on the Xbox 360. GOG version. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you, good old games, because that game, I have it installed now. Um, I'm not kidding, guys. Um, in New Vegas, now you and I, I actually, I can't Fallout 3 is installed right there. Nice. <laughs> I gotta go back to New Vegas some more because New Vegas, there's something different about New Vegas. Well, it was Obsidian Games who put it out. Yeah, no, I get it. I just can't articulate what is something wrong there. It doesn't feel quite right to me. It doesn't seem to hook me quite. Like Fallout Three, I mean, you play it and you just you're in at least in my case, you're immediately invested. You're like, this is just awesome on every level. Yeah. Uh, Fallout Four, I mean. Loved it. Yes. And replayability. Um, yeah. Fallout 4, I've done... Basically, there's different factions you can help. I've helped all but one faction. Like, that means I've literally played through the entire thing, mm. helping one faction only. Gotten to see the end with that faction. Started over again, done it with the others. Um, there's only one I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but it's just... They're that good, these games. Yeah. So, really good pick. It, it was the um, the fact that you can blow up the main town if you wanted to, change the whole outcome of the game. You could... The mu the, the music, too. It was this weird, like, otherworldly, like... Whoosh, it's like, what the heck? You know, it was this weird. But then it had bigger music that was more traditional. But then you had, you know, the radio DJ, you know? And I just, like... I don't know. It's so much charm. You can go in the middle of the nowhere. The DJ nowhere. was Ron Perlman once again, wasn't it? No, Ron? no. I forget the who played him. No, it wasn't him. Oh, okay. It wasn't him. I forget who the actor played him. And he didn't. And they were mad that he didn't come back in Fallout 4. But um, like this one, you can go in the middle of nowhere and you can find this poor woman in a shack that lost her violin. Her. Yeah, I yeah. got her her violin. But there's no quest that leads you there. You know what I'm saying? But the, the end, uh, I noticed that that's it's uh, how it handles the end. Yeah. The end is... Well, dramatically different depending on what you did. Yeah. So, like, when I finished the game, I, you know, one time I saw the old lady playing her violin. Yeah. Because right? I'd helped her out. Yeah. Another time, she wouldn't, they, they just, it's just not there. Just you not don't there. even know you're missing it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a town, uh, no, there's one, like, um, uh, vault that just nothing by a guy named Dave. Just clones of them. There's oh, that's great. Yeah, there's vault, there, there's, like, a lot more vaults that's way off the beaten path that all have his own story. Yeah. Like, what is. weird experiment they're doing there. See, I have to play both of them more because I noticed that. Yeah, you can. Uh, I was walking around. I think it was three. I was walking around in the desert and I found one of those super mutants out of yeah. nowhere, and which and the dude didn't attack me. Like he's just. We start talking and then the dude came with me. Yeah. And you use him at the end of the game, so I guess that's the main he helps story. You. But I mean, as far as I was concerned, I was in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. And the game is. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, there's there's storylines I haven't found yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh, yeah. So I gotta. I gotta. Kudos, buddy. That's a that's yeah. a great pick. It just um, yeah, it was one of the first game open world games that really like. Oh, do I love this? <laughs> yeah, and again, I got to go back to New Vegas because I don't know why that one hasn't hooked me. So I, I think it's back. the locale because it's not as interesting as DC, in my I, opinion. Maybe I don't know because I mean I love Fallout Four too, um, but I got to go back and see if I can either learn to uh, learn that I love it or learn to articulate what I don't like about it. Um, Jeffrey, check out the DLCs too. Old World Blues, I think it's called. Um, that one is considered they consider people consider that like the best DLC for any Fallout game. 
Okay. So there's some really good DLCs. Honestly, I still have plenty of play, but in three and four. Um, yeah. There's DLCs in four. I mean, the DLCs are just. Oh, yeah. Seriously, they know how to do a DLC. Yeah, I did beat the DLCs in, well, all of them. But uh, DLCs in um, Fallout 4, yeah, they had a good one with the Nuka World. That was actually pretty cool. I don't think I went to that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, but they're so robust. There's a lot to them. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, I can't say enough about Fallout 3 Xbox 360. But if you don't have an Xbox 360, GOG. It's <laughs> the only way you can get it and not crash. Yeah, seriously, it's not worth trying otherwise. Yeah, I would strongly recommend you don't buy it anywhere other than GOG if you're going to get it because it was brutal playing the first time. It drove me crazy because it would hang so many times. And sometimes you'd like get it back yeah. and you'd be able to play for a couple of hours and be fine. And then other times you'd load it up and it would crash immediately. Well, for multiple playthroughs, one I, there's a mod that I put in to make the graphics look a little more, more modern, but you, you don't care about that. But you should look at the mod that does the skip because uh, how many times you need to play the intro where you're a child. Agreed, yeah. No, I agree. So that's... I love modders, man. You, you do skip, you start the game, you're immediately outside the vault. Yep, I love that's that. That's where you start. Yep, that makes sense. That's awesome. So that's my number one. What is your number one, Sean DeLuca? My number one, again, that's a personalized list here, but uh, i got to go with Civilization 2. Oh, you um, like the, the, the slow games. That game, yeah, turn-based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I do like the turn. I like to think. I like to, yes. I like to strategize, actually. Um, so, you know, it's... If you never played a Civilization game, my advice is just go get one. Yeah. Um, I like everything about the way they do it, too. I, I, I'm probably going to get the ratio wrong, but they do something like a 70-30 rule is what Civ... Uh, they have between Civ games. And it's 70% has to be new and 30% has to be familiar kind of thing. Yeah. So you're getting a new game, but you're getting that familiarity as well. But basically you are building, you're taking mankind, you're taking your tribe from more or less the Stone Age right on through. I typically do a space race, and that basically means the first one to, to launch a rocket to, you know, Alpha Centauri, whatever the next next place is going to be. Yeah. Um, I only know it's Alpha Centauri because that was literally the next game in it. It's the the uh, next game in the series. They did Alpha Centauri, which was basically the sequel, if you will, to Civ, in the sense that you started as that rocket. Yeah, okay. And then you landed on a star and you built up your civilization again. But um, I, I literally own every Civ game. Um, well, I don't... Actually, no, I take that back. I don't have the first one, and I don't have a working copy of Civ 2, and I would love one with the original videos. Hmm. Good old games, if you somehow hear this, that is... I've actually made a request with Good Old Games. Yeah. That's how much I want Civ 2. Um, it's just, I love building the Empire. Um, I love connecting the roads between my cities. Um, what I don't like is the rest of the world. Hmm. So it is... I'm still me... Uh, nothing's changed, um, but Civilization series, it, the reason I don't like them is people are mean. Everyone's mean, it seems. Hmm. Um, there's a weird bug in one of the Civs, I think it might be Civ 2, that started it, that to this day, all the Civilizations, to my knowledge, I think it's every one of them, they just embrace this bug because it's so funny. But for some reason, um, basically when you pick a civilization, you you know, if I pick America, it might be Abe Lincoln, might be who I am. You might, I'm going to be a leader, a well-known leader of some kind, or a prominent figure from that nation. Um, and if you pick India, you would be Gandhi. 
And what made it interesting is if you played the game long enough to where everybody had developed nuclear weapons, Gandhi would go on a killing spree and nuke pretty much everyone. <laughs> and I don't know what the reason was, but when they discovered the bug, instead of correcting Gandhi's behavior, I mean, let's face it, it's pretty ironic. Yeah. To this day, if you play the game and you get to nuclear weapons and Gandhi's in the game, he will start nuking everyone. <laughs> Jeez. Go with God. (laughs) What I love most about the game, though, is, and it's really any one of them, but uh, Civ 2, I think I mentioned it before, um, you could could research fundamentalism. You could have a government that was mostly religious, and at which point, managing your people, like your people get pissed at you. Uh, Like I said, everybody's mean, and generally, your people hate you, they're pissed. Fundamentalism changed all that, you're suddenly great, all your problems go away. But, uh, Taking mankind from Stone Age to modern day, I couldn't tell you how many times I've done that playing these games. It, it's just, it's a fun experience. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad we're not doing our second list. Are you sure we went out of time? Yeah, I just, uh, I did say the, the shows last as long as they last, and today yeah. they last an hour and 20 minutes. So, I think uh, this is a record. It is. This is our longest episode, guys, so we will get back to our second list, but it certainly won't be on this one. So, uh, With that being said, I'm Sean. I'm Kevin. That's the one other thing. Good night.